bailouts as Treasury Secretary is a strange definition of change you can believe in. Perhaps the most useful section of the book is the chapters detailing how the insurance and pharmaceutical industries are lending their clout to the push for nationalized health care, despite the soundbites from the pro-Obamacare politicians and their cheerleaders in the media about the evil insurance companies. The insurers are actually on Obama's side in promoting a giant expansion of the government's role in health care. And why not? A major plank of the health care plan is to force every American to have health insurance. In other words, to make every American a customer of the insurance industry. Yet if one believes the media, it is the opponents of nationalized health care who are doing the bidding of the large insurance companies. It is true, as Tim points out, that the insurance industry opposes the public option. However, for all the sound and fury the public option has generated on both sides of the debate, the proposal to force all Americans to obtain a government-approved health insurance policy represents as great, if not a greater, threat to health freedom as the government-funded public option. This is because the so-called individual mandate is a backdoor to national health insurance. After all, if Congress requires individuals to purchase insurance, Congress must define what insurance policies satisfy the government mandate. Thus, Congress will decide what is and is not covered in the mandatory insurance policy. Yet, as I write this, it appears unlikely that the final bill will create a system resembling the socialized medicine model of Canada or Great Britain. Instead, it appears likely that any health care reform plan that actually passes Congress will reject both the free market and socialism in favor of corporatism, which, in its current incarnation, Tim aptly calls Obamanomics. Every libertarian and free-market conservative who still believes that large corporations are trusted allies in the battle for economic liberty needs to read this book, as does every well-meaning liberal who believes that expansions of the welfare regulatory state are done to benefit the common people. Congressman Ron Paul, Texas Chapter 1 Obamanomics 101 The Partnership of Big Business and Big Government President Barack Obama, if he gets his way, will increase government control over the U.S. economy in ways previously thought impossible. In itself, this is no surprise, because he is a liberal Democrat who repeatedly promised during his campaign to defend the little guy against the evils of corporate America. According to candidate Obama, The reason that we're not getting things done is not because we don't have good plans or good policy prescriptions. The reason is because it's not our agenda that's being moved forward in Washington. It's the agenda of the oil companies, the insurance companies, the drug companies, the special interests who dominate on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of legislative activity. But this anti-corporate rhetoric is precisely the opposite of the reality. In truth, President Obama's policy prescriptions spell profits for the biggest and most well-connected businesses. Just as President George W. Bush, with his bailouts, spending sprees, and new entitlements, abandoned the free market at the behest of Wall Street and drug makers, Barack Obama's vision of bigger government is also the dream of corporate lobbyists. A close study of lobbying records, campaign contributions, and legislative language paints a different picture from the Obama versus big business narrative that Obama projects and the media believes. Instead, Obama and big business are partners in advancing an agenda of borrowing, spending, taxing, regulating, and subsidizing. Obama's health care reform, stimulus spending, global warming legislation, and auto industry bailouts are ambitious packages of regulations, taxes, mandates, and spending that benefit big business. 
What corporation wouldn't welcome more taxpayer-funded subsidies, regulations that crowds out competition, and government mandates that drive more business to them? There are other big beneficiaries as well, politicians who gain more power and lobbyists who gain more influence. The victims are small businesses crushed by regulations and taxes. Taxpayers, especially future taxpayers, who will be burdened by the debt financing today's spending sprees, and consumers, who face higher prices and fewer choices. What should we call this big business, big government agenda pursued by President Obama? Although robust corporate government collusion was hardly invented by the current administration, the United States has not seen such a consistent practitioner of corporatism in more than half a century. Moreover, crucial elements of Obama's program, such as his crusade against global warming, were lacking from the New Deal and other similar precedents, undermining direct analogies to them. It's fitting, then, to name this big business, big government practice Obamanomics.